Right. Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse number 1. Romans 5, verse number 1. As we're going to be looking tonight at the doctrine of justification, what the Lord has worked for us in making us or declaring us justified before God. The doctrine of justification. J.I. Packer uh, in Baker's Dictionary of Theology, this is the definition that he gives. He said, the biblical meaning of justify is to pronounce, accept, and treat as just. I.e., on the one hand, not penally liable, and on the other, entitled to all the privileges due to those who have kept the law. Now notice that again, it, the biblical meaning, he says, is to pronounce accept and treat as just, as just, not penally liable, in other words, there's nothing that can be held to our charge, and on the other side, positively, we are entitled to all the privileges, just as if we have kept the law of God perfectly. Now that's what justification is, before the throne of God. I think that's a very good definition there. It's astounding. It's astounding that God has given us such a gift of justification. Because we know we've sinned. We know we've failed Him. We know we've come short of His glory. We know we still do. You see. But in Christ... We are declared before God as justified. Made as if, declared as if we have never sinned. That's how God views us because He views us through Christ Jesus our Lord. And He has kept the law. He did keep it perfectly. He is the one who has attained those privileges for us. He is the one that bore our judgment in our place so that it's not poured out on us, but rather it was poured out on Christ Jesus our Lord. So this is a, a wonderful work that God has accomplished for us. We read here in verse 1 of Romans 5, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified, justified by faith. Now, this peace, this peace that is given us, this peace that is declared for us here, is, is that, that peace with Him, with God, so that those things that would be on us, those things that would be charged against those, us, those things that we would be liable for, those things are removed from us in Christ Jesus. Those things, because of what Christ Jesus did for us, 
on the cross of Calvary. There He took our sins upon Himself. He bore them for us. He took the punishment of them for us. And in return, gives us this justification. And including, gives us His righteousness as well. So that, where once we were dead in trespasses and sins, as Paul writes there in Ephesians chapter 2, we are, now ha- we, we are now given, I should say, peace with God. Him being satisfied with the sacrifice of Christ for us. Jesus didn't die for Himself. He didn't have anything to die for Himself. Satan has nothing in me, He said. There was nothing that He died for in Himself. His death was willingly accomplished, was willingly given for us. He took our place. That was His purpose, you see. That was His purpose, was for us. And so this is a justification. This peace with God is given us through our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that has accomplished that for us. Now, in the Old Testament... Uh, the Hebrew word, and I will mess up the pronunciation of this because it don't make sense in English how this pronounces. So I, I'll try to pronounce it correctly. It's Hidsidic or Stidic. All right, that's that's. I know the second one is not right. Those those two those two words are the, the Old Testament words or the Hebrew words for justify. Okay? They declare that God, in the capacity of judge, declares man righteous. So God is still judge. He is very much still the judge. And He will judge all men. He will be the judge and He will judge all. Now, In Christ, in Jesus, we have been judged already through Him. And being judged already through Him, He has declared us just. Just. And so this this is uh, the Hebrew word, hidsidic or tisidic. Those, those consonants don't go together that way. They just don't. That's not how they go. But that's that they declare that God, in the capacity of judge, has declared man righteous. You see. Now, justification. We read some passages concerning it. We see it. It placed in opposition to condemnation. Justification and condemnation don't go together. If, we've been, if condemnation has been removed from us, we are justified. If we are not justified, then condemnation is still on us, you see. They, they, they do not go together. We see that given to us throughout the Scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse number 1. Deuteronomy 25 and verse number 1. If there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment that the judges may judge them, then they shall 
justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. This, this is speaking the laws that God had given them to exercise, given the judges to exercise in Israel. And they were determined as those judges of Israel, they were determined that which was righteous and that which was wicked. And those that were righteous, they would be, they would be declared that, be, be uh, uh, justified in that sense. And then those that were declared wicked, they would be condemned. That was there, we see those two opposites there. Now, we see also Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17 and verse number 15. Proverbs 17 and verse number 15. Proverbs 17, verse number 15. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just. He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both. Our abomination to the Lord. Well, that's that's an interesting way to put that, isn't it? The, the world, the world will do the opposite of what God does. You see, and this is what he. This is the warning that he's given here. They 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 will say they'll try to justify the wicked, and in the same same term, they'll try to condemn the just. And they, and Solomon writes here. Listen, whichever one they're doing. They're an abomination to the Lord because they're twisting everything on its head. We are justified in Christ Jesus not because our sin is overlooked. That's the only way man can justify or, or can, can justify the wicked. The only way man can justify the wicked, he has to overlook the wickedness. The only way man can condemn the just is that he overlooks the justice. You see, we are not justified because God overlooks our wickedness. Because we are all wicked. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. We've all transgressed God's law. Every single one of us. And so we are wicked. But God does not overlook our sin in order to justify it. That's not how we're justified. Our sin was paid for. It was paid for. Justice was done. God's holiness was established. He was satisfied with the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. Jesus died in our place. He was our substitute. He took our sins upon Him. He bore them for us on the cross of Calvary, and there took the punishment of our sins for us in our place. So that in return, He gives unto us His righteousness. And by His righteousness that He gives unto us, we are justified before the throne of God. God does not overlook any sin. He does not overlook he just simply doesn't forget about it. It has to be paid for. And the only way it's paid for is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Only way. Man will spend an eternity in hell and never pay off anything. You'll never pay it. 
It's only in Christ. Only in Christ is it paid for. Because it took God Himself to give that perfect sacrifice. It took God Himself to be holy. It took God Himself to be just. It took God Himself to earn that righteousness for us. It took God Himself to keep His law perfectly. And God Himself did that for us. That we might have His righteousness. That we might be justified through Christ Jesus our Lord. And so, the, the, the two cannot, condemnation and justification, do not go together. They do not go together. If you have one, you don't have the other. If you don't have the other, then you've got the other, you see. If you, if you have justification, there is no condemnation. If you don't have justification, then you're condemned. And so this, this is the reality of where man is. Men don't like to think that way. They don't like to see those polar opposites there laid at their, at their feet. They, they want to be able to climb in there somewhere in the middle. They want to judge themselves by others. They, they, and they expect, and this is the thing that blows my mind and it, and it aggravates me to death, they expect God to judge in the same manner they themselves judge. Just them. Just them. They don't want God to judge in the manner of their neighbor. They don't want God to judge in the manner of the guy that lives down the road. They don't want God to judge in the manner of the law. They don't want Him to judge. They just want Him to judge the way they judge. And in their judgment, well, I'm better than that guy. Yeah, I'm not as good as that fella. But I'm better than that guy, and I'm better than that guy, and I'm better than more than I'm less than on the other side. And so because I'm better than more than I'm less than on the other side, then God's going to weigh me in the balance and I'm going to, my good is going to outweigh my bad. And so my good outweighing my bad, then yeah, God and, and people have it tattooed on them. Only God can judge me. You don't know what you're asking for. You, don't, you have no idea what you're asking for. Praise God. Praise God. God's not judged me. He judged Jesus for me. He judged Jesus for me. That my sins are not on me any longer. They've been removed from My Lord took them. In my place, He became my substitute. He judged Christ in my stead. And I'm made clean. I'm made justified. I'm made righteous in Christ. You see. I'm declared this before the very throne of God. Not because of anything I've done. But because of what Jesus did for me. What He did for me. You don't want God's justice. You don't want God to judge you. You want His mercy. You want His grace. You better be begging Him for it. Because you don't want His justice. You don't want Him judging you. Because He will judge righteously. He will judge 
perfectly. He will judge in absolute holiness. And He has already declared the very best that we can do is filthy rags before Him. Your good will not outweigh your bad. Because all that you've got is bad. That's all you've got. It doesn't matter how you look at it. All you've got is bad. You have to have Christ. You have to have Him. He is the only way of salvation. He is the only way of peace with God. He is the only way of justification. You must, you must run to Christ Jesus. You must run to Him. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. I'm not getting very far in my notes, if you've noticed. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 23. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 23. We'll read verse 22 with it as well. He says, Woe unto them! that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Same thing that uh, Solomon was warning about there in Proverbs. Isaiah is writing about it concerning the children of Israel doing the exact same thing. Spinning on its head what is just, what is right, what is evil and what is wicked. Isaiah says also that they call wicked good or evil good and good evil. He says they spin all that on. This is what they're doing right here. It's the same thing that the world does. We are not judged. We're not determined. We don't have peace with God based upon what we think. We are judged good. We are justified. We have peace with Him because of what He thinks. And He only thinks that through Christ. It's only through Jesus. You must have Jesus. You must have Jesus. Now, justification is equivalent to not entering into judgment with the sinner. Isaiah 1 4, I'm sorry, Psalm 143. Psalm 143. We read that there in verse 2. Psalm 143 in verse 2. And enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. We're, we're, not, we're not justified based upon us. Based upon God judging us. That's what he's saying there. He judges us. We're not going to be justified. We're going to be condemned. But he's not doing that. He's, he's, he's judging us through Christ Jesus. 
And so that judgment through Christ justifies us. It declares us justified before the throne of God. In Psalm 32 and verse number 1, we see here that justification speaks to or concerns the forgiveness of our sins. Psalm 32, verse number 1, as David writes here, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. How is it forgiven? Whose sin is covered. That's how it's forgiven. It's covered. What is it covered by? The blood of Christ. It's covered by Him. And so because of that, we are able then to be forgiven. Because it's in Christ. Without it being in Him, without it being covered in Him, it's still on us. And so it is, our transgression is forgiven. Our sin is covered in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, in the New Testament, the word dikaio, dikaio is the, the Greek word that is used for justification. And it has the same meaning. It means to declare righteous. To declare righteous. Go to Romans chapter 3 and look with me there. Romans chapter number 3. Romans chapter number 3. And verse number 20. Down through verse number 28. Romans 3, verse 20 down through verse 28. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. That's those that say, let God judge me. Only God can judge me, they brag. Well, right here, he says it. Therefore, by the deeds of law, there shall no flesh be justified. Even if, even if you started today and you said right now, from now on, from this day forward, God, I'm going to keep your law. I'm going to do everything you said to do. I'm going to obey you from now on, Lord. I'm going to obey you perfectly. And you did it. Let's just pretend. Because that's all it is, is pretend. Let's just pretend. Let's pretend you did it from this day forward. You were able. You did it. You kept God's law. You did it exactly as He said to do it. What about yesterday? What about the day before that? The day before that? The day before that? Three years ago. Four years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, twelve years ago, sixteen years ago. What about all of those sins? What about the sin nature itself? That Romans chapter 5 tells us was passed on us by our father Adam. What about that? Which, by the way, makes it impossible for us to <laughs> start from now and never sin again. But what about all those sins of the past? Even if you could, 
even you could from this day forward, there's still all of that sin that you will be judged for. Now, once again, the Bible already declares it for us. I said we're just going to pretend because that's all it is, is pretend because the Lord says you can't do it. You're not able to keep His law. The Jews had it in their mind by the time you get to the time of Christ Jesus and, and His coming on the scene there in Judea, they, they had it in their mind that as long as they were doing it outwardly, they had it all together. They were keeping it. They were doing everything God had told them to do. And, and they were able to say that but in their mind. They were able to think that because they had changed the law so much that they had given themselves outs for the times they couldn't fulfill it. And so they had, they had special rules. They had special, they had special, special uh, traditions that they had established and set up for themselves so that they, they had more clear direction in how they were to keep the law of God. Because God wouldn't clear none. God, God's work, God's law, it wouldn't clear it. We need, to, we need to define that a little better and decide how we're going to obey His law. And so they, they rewrote they added to it. They had traditions added to it. And through those traditions there, they, they gave them ways then that they were able to, to do more of the law. And so based on those writings, based on those things, they said, well, hey, we can do it. I've got this. I'm able. And in fact, we see the rich young ruler coming to the Lord, remember, and, and, the, and talk to the Lord, what, what must I do to inherit, inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you keep the law. And he said, well, I've done that since my youth. For my youth up, I've done that. I've kept it. I'm good. Got that checked. And the Lord said, okay, that's great. Go sell all you have. Give it to the poor. Come follow me. The Bible says he went away sorrowful. Because he had much. And so what did the Lord show him there? He was an idol worshiper because he worshipped his wealth. And he was a coveter, which the Bible says covetousness is idolatry. He was a coveter for the things that he had. But right there, just in that one statement from the Lord, suddenly he's got three or four that he's broke. And he hadn't kept the law at all. By the deeds of the law. By the deeds of the law. There shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law, the very purpose of the law is the knowledge of sin. It's to show the very, the very, the whole deal with the law. Paul tells it to us here in Romans chapter 3. He tells it to us again over in the book of Galatians chapter 3. He, he tells us to it several times here in Paul's writing alone. The whole purpose of the law was not to give us a way of salvation. The purpose of the law was to show us the holiness and righteousness of God and that you and I can't meet it without Him. That we have to have Him because we can't keep it ourselves. That's the whole purpose of the law. The purpose of the law was, as Galatians chapter 3 says, was to drive us to Christ. 
That we would run to Him because we have to have Him. We can't meet it any other way. I must have Jesus. Because I can't be justified by my works. I can't be justified by keeping the law of God. It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. Not because there's anything wrong with the law. As Paul says in Romans chapter 8, not because there's anything wrong with that. It's the weakness of the flesh. It's the weakness of the flesh. Because Jesus did keep it. But he didn't keep it for himself. He kept it for us. That through him, through him, I am justified. Declared righteous before the throne of God. I didn't do it. I can't do it. I can't earn it. I can't keep it. He did it for me. He did it for me. The KAO. The KAO. Paul says in verse 21, But now, but now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare, to declare His righteousness. That's justification. To declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Now notice the difference there between Proverbs and notice the difference there between Isaiah where they're spinning it on its head, where they're declaring the just, wicked, and declaring the wicked, just. Notice the difference there. God remains just and at the same time the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Even though every last one of us are sinners. How is that? Because it is in Christ. It is in Jesus. He, He kept it for us. He gave to us His righteousness. We are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God has set forth to be the propitiation, the sacrifice, the substitutionary sacrifice for us through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the mission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. He says in verse 27, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. 
By what law? Of works. Nay. But by the law of faith. By the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Faith in Jesus. Faith in His finished work. Faith in His death on the cross for us. And Him giving unto us His righteousness. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without without the deeds of the law. Doesn't matter how many of them I've kept. Or I've tried to keep. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm only justified. You are only justified in the work of Christ. In the work of Christ. I'm going to stop there. I didn't even finish point number one. But I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. It's just too much. It's too loaded. There's too many things here concerning our Lord's righteousness and what He's accomplished for us. So we'll, Lord willing, take this up again Sunday afternoon as we consider further of the justification that we are given in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's all stand. We'll 